Hey everybody, Ron Burke, Editor-in-Chief for Gaming Trend, here to tell you a little bit about an upcoming game that might be of interest. 12 Realms Dungeon Land, a new Kickstarter effort from board game veterans Mage Company, is finally underway. Before you can commit your dollars, I imagine you'd probably like to know what this game is about. In 12 Realms Dungeon Land, an evil and powerful magic has mutated the populace of the 12 Realms. As the source of this evil is unknown, it's up to the player to tackle dungeons, banish twisted evil monsters and villains to save the 12 Realms. In the game, players take on roles like Prince Charming, Red Riding Hood, Grumpy Dwarf, The Wizard of Oz, and many more familiar faces from popular lore. Taking between 45 and 90 minutes for a session, the game is not an expansion, but in fact a standalone game, and if you own the previous 12 Realms games, you'll be able to use them with a conversion kit. Foes including werewolves, bandits, bosses, and other beasties are AI-controlled, meaning that all players get to be the hero. The game is built for up to four players, including being able to play it solo, and it's aimed at ages 13 and up. Dungeon Lane will also feature a campaign mode, an arena allowing up to eight players to square off, and a new unique mode called Master Quest. In Master Quest, players who can't tackle the 45 to 90 minute complete campaign can tackle a single scenario complete with different endings and boss battles. The game is live on Kickstarter, so hit our link in the podcast to check out all the details and pledge for yourself. Keep an eye on GamingTrend.com for a full look behind the scenes, and stay tuned for our eventual full review. Welcome to the GT Reboot. It's a full house this week on the show with editors Noah McGuire, Christian DeCoster, and Zach Faber joining Mike and I to discuss the Destiny 2 reveal and also Ubisoft's plans for Assassin's Creed, Far Cry 5, and South Park The Fractured But Whole. Also, Jay Malone joins me later in the show to discuss Prey, and we're excited for it. Let's hoot up! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My name is, of course, Joe DeClara. I am the news editor of Gaming Trend, and I am joined once and for always by my co-host and ed- another editor of Gaming Trend, one Mike Pierce. Mike, how are you this week? I'm good. It sounds like we might be married all of a sudden, Joe. That was once that and was for borderline, always. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was that was very borderline I mean, introduction there. Well, yeah, you can't really get rid of me now. We've been through too much. We've established a podcast relationship, a foundation to build upon. So we're really, I, me and you are one in the same at this point. I, you know, I beg to differ. We fire Hunter every week. There's no reason <laughs> we can't like get divorced and get back together next week. I okay. I mean, that's a lot of paperwork, but that's uh, that's something that's true. Something we could talk about another time. We are also joined, however, by a ton of other people. We have our regular editor on the show, Christian DeCoster. Hi, Christian. Hello. If if you guys are married, what does that make me? You're our like son. The, you are the, the like we're, immediately. We're it came poly- to me no, that you are. Yeah. What it is is that we're polyamorous. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, nice. we're we're good to okay. go. We also have Noah McGuire with us. Noah, how are you? I'm doing quite fine this evening. Excellent. Uh, I'd be better if this cough was gone, but we'll roll with it. We will definitely roll with it. Uh, glad to have you on in spite of uh, your ill weather. And uh, Zach Faber is once again joining us. Zach, how are you this evening? I am fantastic, Joe. Excellent. It's good to see all of you. Each and every one of you has been on the show before, but uh, it's good to have all of you. We have a bunch of news to get through. I would love to hear, however, what games you guys have been playing. We will get to that at the end. Uh, We'll keep it a little short, but I do want to get through so much of this news. Uh, First and foremost, we'll just jump right into our Destiny 2 news. Today, 
the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal uh, was aired on a live stream by Bungie, and we found out a whole lot of information about the next game. Uh, first of all, it looks a whole lot like Destiny. Uh, it even bears a striking resemblance to it, whether it be the art style, the actual graphical fidelity, though it looks great. The HUD is like identical to the first game. Uh, everything is very Destiny, and a lot of the systems are coming back, but it looks great. Um, they have a few new pillars that they're gearing towards and uh, new systems that they want to implement to their old foundations. Uh, but one of the more interesting things is that they're bringing matchmaking to the raids and Nightfall and what have you, though in a weird uh, system that uh, they have... they they explained it is kind of complicated but moreover that the game is coming to pc as we already knew and it will be coming it will be available on pc via battlenet which is blizzard's activision blizzard's pc platform digital platform uh which is very interesting uh mike you are certainly an uh old school blizzard fan you played a lot of starcraft you played a lot of warcraft uh, and you played some Hearthstone with me at some point. You're very familiar with Blizzard. How does this strike you? A non-Blizzard game making the rounds on Battle.net. Well, uh, well, just a quick correction, by the way. It's not called Battle.net anymore. They have officially dropped that. And I realize that the CEO or whoever it was that did, did this press conference did actually, in fact, call it Battle.net still. He did. He, st- he um, called it. It was... Yeah. Well, yeah, Michael yeah. Morheim called it Battle.net, and I mean, yeah. I appreciate that because that's what I think of every single time. Right, and it's going to be one of those things, you know, people are going to be calling it Battle.net for the next 20 years, whether that's the official name or not, because that's how it's been called for, Right. I mean, since they aired. When, when did they, God, did they, I'm trying to think. Couldn't when even first remember. put that out. Yeah, I, it's been I'm, like mid '90s, late '90s, something like that. There's um, no way of knowing. It's gone to the <laughs> mystery. Can't find yeah. it, figure it out ever. This is the one no, thing that Google can't access right now. <laughs> what do they call it now? Just I think Blizzard. it's just called Blizzard. It's, it's Blizzard? just called the Blizzard. It's launcher. the Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Blizzard launcher, fun. Blizzard app. Yeah, what have you? Um, but back yeah. to your question, Joe. I, uh, I mean, I'm not a Destiny player. Um, I have nothing against it. I just never got into it. But um, to me, it seems like a big deal for Blizzard. And Blizzard's already swimming in money with Overwatch. Um, but damn, that's a, a, a like the 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 very first thing that I thought of when I read this was: could this be the beginning of Blizzard or Battle.net, as a lot of people are still going to call it, um, becoming uh, like a digital platform for more than just Blizzard Activision products? Could this be? the beginning of a real true competitor to valve or something like that potentially i mean i realized that this is just one game whereas valve has i don't know thousands at at, at least oh certainly thousands thousands every year so, at this point the way that yeah. uh, green light works tens of, and tens of thousands and early then, access oh yeah okay maybe so, i i wouldn't know that i all know that could be no way of knowing we have no idea how many games are on steam yeah. but, but that was my that was my first thought sure. was that could this be the very first step in that direction? And I don't know, maybe not, but I but wonder, great. yeah, I wonder what a steam it is good. It sounds like a good idea. As long as it works and everything, then it's great for blizzard. It's great for uh, Bungie. It's definitely great for Activision. Uh, just getting users on that system 
on that, excuse me, on that platform and just uh, mulling around the other things that are on there and interacting with other people who are using uh, Battle.net games or Blizzard games, if you will. Right. But um, I, I wonder about the Steam competitor as well. Uh, it's something that seems impossible now, same way that like it seems impossible that uh, YouTube would ever have a serious competitor or Google would ever have a serious competitor. But it's totally possible. One year, just something could happen and then someone else takes up the reins. But what I thought of was uh, that one time, uh, maybe a couple years ago, where people were starting to uh, hear rumors that like there was going to be a Blizzard box, you know, like a console just for Blizzard games or an Activision box. Like there was going to be these developer slash publisher specific uh, consoles or maybe even just platforms. Uh, and those we've seen before, a la Blizzard or Battle.net, if you will, EA Access, uh, all these things. Are, are coming up more and more. I don't know if Steam would ever have a direct competitor except uh, a more uh, focused, centered competitor. And Blizzard, the Blizzard app or Battle.net is definitely something. It definitely seems like that's a possibility now, for sure. I agree. Yeah. But uh, I want to hear from the rest of our crew here what they thought of uh, the Battle.net scenario. Or in general, uh, if you saw some Destiny uh, today and some of the live stream, what you guys think of it. Do we have any Destiny players here? I think we have one, I'm for sure of. Uh, I used to play it on the PlayStation 3, and that version is no longer around, so I have a, uh, a Destiny-themed coaster. Oh, really, yeah. Instead, <laughs> instead of a disc. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, Handy but, paperweight. Yeah, I, I mean, not a, not a very good one, but it, it could be a paperweight. Um, I... On the whole subject of uh, whether or not Battle.net could be a competitor to Steam, um, I don't think it's ever going to hit that point, but I think it's big enough that it can be like successful on its own merits. Just from obvi- Obviously, it's successful enough as is now, but I don't know if it'll ever really reach what Steam has. That's true. Yeah, it's uh, I'm like I said, you know, I don't think a direct competitor is a possibility or it doesn't seem like a possibility. Uh, right. But I mean, uh, some other brand of yeah platform that's a little more focused. It's totally possible. Yeah. Right. Because like, you know, Ubisoft has Uplay and uh, EA had or, or do they still have Origin? Is that yeah, still, still around? Yeah. OK. Yeah, I, I haven't just haven't heard about Origin in a while. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these platforms don't make a lot of uh, splashes on the internet for being, uh, you know, very serviceable or being very, or most, not a lot of people are fond of them. Like, I know that I'm always uh, frustrated when I play a Ubisoft game and they just inundate you with tons of pop up messages saying, you got to sign into your Uplay account, you got to link this, you got to link it to your Facebook and all sorts of garbage. Uh, I've always found Battle.net to be a pretty sweet hub for all my really good blizzard games and it's been in a, unobtrusive and uh it's definitely i'm definitely fond of the idea of destiny existing on battle.net because i'll definitely be playing but destiny on pc uh i'll be excited for that uh zach you are a fellow destiny fan i am a fellow destiny player how, how do you feel about destiny 2 uh, I'm surprised at how much it looks like Destiny 1. Yeah. Honestly. They, they made it seem like it was going to be a huge overhaul. And I was like, oh, I got some new guns. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> it. And then they turned the Titan into Captain America, which was kind of weird. 
I'm a big fan of Captain America. Titan. Captain America. It is. I'm definitely a fan. I liked it though. But yeah, it definitely looks a lot like that. That game I've been playing a lot of for several years now. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I really hope there's no story. They seemed like they were trying to say there's going to be more story, but I still feel like they didn't focus on the fact that there's going to be more story enough to make me feel like there's going to be enough story. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I felt a little different. They mentioned it a couple times, but at no point where they were like, it's going to have a a longer story. They were just like, uh, there's more quests and there's more cutscenes. They definitely said there's more cutscenes. They multiple, they said multiple times. Story. Yeah, yeah. I, I look. They are they gonna say that the the best marketing strategy is probably not gonna say we have a coherent story, right? That's because <laughs> that just explains to you that oh, it brings attention to the fact that Destiny had an incoherent story when it first mm-hmm. launched. Uh, I think though, I expect good things from uh, this campaign. It looks like it's very much in the vein of. Uh, Taken King, which everyone adores, uh, and was kind of the um, revitalization of the game, and uh, especially in its story, but also in its mechanics and just the way its loot systems and quest systems all worked. Uh, it definitely looks like all that's coming back. I definitely think there's a story. I definitely think that that's uh, from what I saw. It looked like they were really harping on about this is going to be a big cinematic story. That's the message I heard over and over. Well, yeah, but that that's we got that though with the initial launch of the game too. It was going to be some big encompassing story. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, look, uh, honestly, it's funny. Leading up to Destiny One, maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like. Uh, a lot of the marketing or a lot of the uh, panhandling leading up to the launch kind of tapered off uh, as the game was coming to its last year because mm-hmm. probably because, and this is just my theory, but probably because they knew that the story was a total mess because <laughs> they had to scrap the original story or as reports would indicate. Uh, but yeah, it, I, I don't know. This looks like exactly what they're purporting it to be a fresh start. Uh, a lot of the stuff that they wanted to originally do. I feel like, being able to be on uh, next gen console, maybe mm-hmm. not is maybe isn't going to give them a huge overhaul in uh, in aesthetics. Destiny One was already a very pretty game, uh, though it ran only thirty frames, whatever. Uh, but I think that a lot of that memory is now going to go to some really serious systems and a cool large world that you can explore. And I hope that's the case. Uh, I liked what they had to say. I liked the way they said it. Um, though it was very, you know, Activision PR and whatnot. Uh, it definitely did enough to, ex- uh, excite me for the game. I could see a lot of backlash for how much it like looks like destiny one mm-hmm. and how much but of I, the systems it, look similar to I, it. Yeah. Destiny is a good game in my opinion. I don't know how Mike thinks, but, uh, so if it, if it just looks like destiny and that's the biggest problem, I'm, I'm cool with that. As lo- if, if they, all they had to do was make destiny better and, it didn't need to be a huge overhaul. Sure. It just felt like they were saying it was going to be, and then it isn't, but I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. It does not need to be a whole new style of game. Mm. It is. And it definitely sounds like it is an overhaul of these very same systems that you saw in destiny one. It also looked a lot like it because we were at the tower, right? They gave you that Mm. introduction of, Oh, we're at the tower. The tower is going to fall. And so you were in the exact same space you spent so many hours in, in Destiny 1. So, uh, 
Anyway, to wrap it up, uh, I'm sorry, I want to wrap it up quick, get on to more news, but I'm excited for the game. I want to know, before we keep going, if anyone else is interested in the game now that they've seen it. Hold on. I, I want to add something to this whole uh, Steam deal, whatever. Oh, sure. So I just got on Blizzard's website onto their news page, and they have a little FAQ that they prepared um, as part of this announcement. And one of the questions is, does this mean other games are going to come to the Blizzard platform too? And this is the answer that, that they're giving on Blizzard's website. And this is a direct quote. Our focus in terms of supporting non-Blizzard games is solely around Destiny 2. Aside from potentially evaluating needs or opportunities for future Activision games, we don't have any short or long-term plans to support third-party games with Battle.net. It's important to us to maintain our quality standards for any experience or service we're putting in front of our players, which represents a big investment of time and effort on our part. So this is not something we're jumping into lightly. Sure, so, of course. I mean, they didn't explicitly say no, but yeah. it sure sounds like a no. It sounds, so. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I hold, uh, I feel that PR uh, releases often hold no water, especially when it's something right. like this that they could just change their mind on. What if Destiny 2, for some reason, through the fact that it's on Battle.net, proves to be a huge success? That Battle.net proves to be an excellent place for gamers from different uh, walks of life and different gaming backgrounds and styles decide to come together and interact and uh, find new games or something. Uh, what if they see a lot of income from that and a lot of success with that they're gonna consider doing another game on there you know they if right. they'd be they'd be dull not to so uh yeah i think yeah i not surprised by the fact that they aren't interested in pursuing anything else in the short term uh and that they're not confirming anything for the long term but i mean i think now it opens the possibility up that's just how it is you know uh, I, I don't see why they would do another game. Destiny was a console exclusive that needed to come to PC, and maybe Activision just didn't want to go through Steam like they do Call of Duty, so I think it's fair. Mm. So, anyone else have any thoughts on Destiny 2? Are they interested in the game now, having not played the first game, or having played it the first game? Um, I think I'm I'm definitely... Um, a friend, I have a really good friend of mine is like destiny is his favorite game so i hear all about it i'm really up to date with everything that's going on with it um and he's had me really excited like he told me a while ago the pc um port was coming and i've already been cautiously excited about it and seeing it on blizzard is actually really um really interesting to me um hopefully i'm i'm probably will end up getting it on pc when the time comes and i think that it'll do really well. What I'm interested in, and I'm reading through this uh, FAQ that you brought up, Mike. I was reading through. Um, I don't see... I'm most curious about it being on Battle.net, seeing how that plays into other Blizzard titles already on that. Because I know that they're their own separate things. Like Activision is still Activision, and Blizzard is still Blizzard, regardless of them being owned by Activision Blizzard. But I'm wondering, does that mean we'll see things like will Cade 6 get into Heroes of the Storm or things like that? Oh, uh, I think man. there's a lot of interesting possibilities. Like, could we get rewards in Overwatch for playing Destiny 2 or vice versa or any other Blizzard interplay like that? I don't think I don't think it's a high probability. I think 
the possibility is definitely there. So I'm intrigued to see what the future may have with that regard. I think the latter uh, possibility you, uh, well, hypothesis you posited was, it's definitely possible, like say, you know, intergame rewards or what have you. That's definitely a possibility that Activision could work out. Uh, Characters appearing in other games, that's another thing, but that's not something we haven't seen. Diablo had a whole Last of Us uh, DLC or something weird like that. That happens across uh, publishers and across mm-hmm. even, you know, first party, third party stuff. So, right. you know, anything's I, a possibility I think, anyway. I think someone like Kate Six would fit right in in something like Heroes of the Storm, but that's sure. just me. But I think, I think that's, I think there's a lot of, there's a wealth of potential there that, I yeah. think that they could tap into. And I think this is a great start for that. I think that, um, the idea of them trying to compete with something like Steam and have a wide variety of titles, I don't think they will. And like I've said in their FAQ, they don't think they will either. But at this point, from what we've gotten from the Blizzard launcher so far, I don't think they really need to. Like They've done well enough on their own with just having the core Blizzard titles there at the launcher. And that seems to be what they're interested in. So I would, I would not be surprised if that's what they continue to pursue. All right. Anyone else have feelings on Destiny 2 before we move on? Game looks great, by the way. It does. It does. I'm interested now that I heard Captain America. So, (laughs) big fan, big fan of the the Captain. That was that was what my friend was joking about. I said they made the Titan Captain America. They gave (laughs) the Warlock like a flame sword, and then they give the Hunter a stick. (laughs) Well, you know. Aw, it's a bow staff. So we got the short end of the stick. Moving on, we're going to give way to some uh, reports, uh, though I'm not a big fan of the uh, outlet that's coming because I've never heard of them before, so I don't know how much water this holds, but Mike, I'm sure, is excited to hear any possibility of Hitman continuing. Uh, So Hitman, the rights to Hitman allegedly will continue to be, well, will be held by IO Interactive which is exciting news. Uh, again, this is not news. This is a report from a small-time uh, media site. I'm not sure what the name is here, but VG247 reported on it as well that uh, after, well, following the uh, parting of the ways between Square Enix and IO, the developers of the Hitman series, Hitman will allegedly continue to be an IO IP, that's a weird thing to say, uh, and that a season two of the Hitman series, uh, a lot like the episodic series we had last year, will is still in the works. So, Mike, what do you make of this report? How do you feel about it? Well, I don't really know if it's true or not. I mean, and I don't really know that there's any way we can uh, <laughs> that we can argue its uh, its credibility or not at this point, since we really don't know anything about it. But I'm hopeful that it's true. Um, and I think it makes sense. I mean, unless Square Enix, like if Square Enix holds onto it, either they're going to just drop the IP altogether and Hitman is just done, 
or they've got to shop around and find another developer who has no experience doing Hitman, and then you could potentially end up with, you know, I mean, like it never works well in my experience when you you take a franchise and you move it to another company that's never worked on that franchise before. We've seen it with lots of games, and so that's always kind of a it's always kind of a dangerous gamble, I think. Um, and it would suck for IO as well because they've been developing Hitman for as long as I can remember. Have they even done anything else of note? I mean, oh, I wouldn't know. I can only think of Hitman, and so that would be like their life's work or their lifeblood or whatever the you know the 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 game that made them who they are just gone, and they've yep. got to come up with something brand new. So, um, Square Enix stole their baby, right? Yeah, <laughs> and like, and I don't uh, I don't feel like Hitman is dead yet. I mean, I think the episodic format eh, wasn't very good, and the sales obviously were bad, but um. It doesn't feel boring yet. It doesn't feel like flat or um, oversaturated or overdone or anything. I still feel like Hitman's got a lot of uh, narrative depth, and they continue they continue to push that. So I'm really hopeful that this report is true, and that um, so far the report also says that they will do a second season. So more episodes, six more episodes. We don't really know, but um, I'm hopeful that. It's it, this report actually goes beyond just one more season, and that they just keep the rights because I don't want anybody else to do that shit. I want my I want my hitman done by IO. I love I love me some Agent Forty Seven. Sure, sure. I I see the uh, want for that for obviously for more hitman if you're a fan of the series and for IO to uh, keep heading the direction of that. Um, I also I saw several years ago, uh, the loss of a franchise through Halo when Bungie left uh, Microsoft yeah. to become independent. Uh, they left and they uh, went on to make Destiny, which is a great game. I loved it a lot. and But I was a big Halo fan back in the day. And uh, the Halo series, in my opinion, has only declined in certain respects, especially in the story, ever since. Looking back, I'm not a big fan. Well, let, let me just leave my Halo feelings aside. Uh the thing about it is that Destiny was able, I, excuse me, Bungie was able to move on and create something totally brand new while it has a lot of Halo inspiration. In fact, right. like weirdly a lot. Um, it is definitely one of my favorite games currently. And, uh, I'm, I was very excited to see it do well, even though really, really rocky start. Um, but I don't think that would have been possible if Bungie was kept at, Microsoft and they had to keep making the same freaking game every three to five years. And I wonder how much a developer wants to do that, right? Like, uh, I forget the, well, you know, the people who created, uh, what's the series? Excuse me. Uh, the Halo, uh, not the Halo series, the Gears of War series. Um, oh, Epic? Yeah. Epic was making the, the Gears of War series. They are not anymore. They are moving on to new things while, um, I forget, Co the Coalition is heading that series. And maybe that's best for the series or maybe not, but it certainly can be best for the uh, creators because how long can you make the same game continually and uh, still feel fresh and still feel like you're pushing yourself as a creator? But it looks like they have plenty of plans if this report holds true. So I'd like to see them get a second round at it. 
uh, on their own and uh, go wild with it. So they did. They did also end this latest season on a cliffhanger. So it would be it would be a shame for this whole thing to end right there because sure. we have no idea what's what's about to happen. Sure. So too many video game series that uh, Mike's a fan of making those uh, cliffhanger drop offs. So we'll definitely we'll definitely thank them to continue the show. Uh, as yeah. planned. How does everyone else feel about Hitman and the possibility of IO continuing independently? Uh, I I would prefer... Well, I, I'm glad there's going to be more Hitman. I'm glad it's uh, going to be with IO because uh, the second Mike said, you know, oh, there are a lot of franchises that left their original developers, the first thing that came to my mind was Silent Hill. And um, mm. the, the fact that there really hasn't been a good Silent Hill game since uh, Team Silent you know, stopped working on it. But anyway, uh, I, I would like another Hitman. I would prefer that it wasn't an episodic series though. Yes. Like thank you. Uh, if, oh. if they just went with, um, just released a full Hitman game together, even if it took them a little bit longer, I, I, I definitely prefer that because I, act, I still haven't played this new season yet because, uh, when I first saw it on steam, it was like, Oh, I, I don't really feel like just playing one level right now. And then I kind of kind of just haven't gotten to it. I think I played the first, I think we discussed this last week, but I think the, like the initial uh, the, with the initial release of it, it shipped with a training mission and the first actual mission. And I played that like right away. And then I don't think I played fuck. I don't even think I played episode two until like eight months later even though it came out only two months later, you know, I just, cause I just forgot about it. And I think that's, that's one of the problems with that episodic format. You just kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I finished it. And then the cliffhanger is not really good enough to make you think about the game for the next three months, eagerly anticipating, you know, the next episode or whatever. So it's just, it just doesn't work. So yeah, I'm with you. I want, give me the whole damn thing up front. All of it. All of it yep. now. All I mean, of it now. That's a feeling I have a lot about uh, cliffhangers in general. Not to go off on a tangent, but just I feel like cliffhangers are kind of a cheap uh, way to end a series or a season or a, you know, a, a chapter in a book. Like, say, well, a chapter in a book series, like a book in a book series, because mm-hmm. uh, it just seems like a cheap trick uh, to get people to come back. But, like, it, you can't possibly expect people to be that hung up on something for multiple, several months or years, unless you are valve of course, and you release a little game called half-life two. And uh, (laughs) other than that, you can't expect people to be hung up on something for years at a time. Anyway, I, on that note, I think there are ways you can do a cliffhanger. Well, I think there are ways you can do a cliffhanger really not well. Sure. And like, I think the way to do it well is to be like, Oh, here's a little, one little aspect of this that, you know, kind of surprises you and you want more. Yeah. And the the way to do it wrong is to do it like God of War 2 and just be like, oh, we're going to fight, you know, climb to Mount Olympus and kill everyone and then end. Yeah. And it's like, that. I thought that was going to be the climax. Yeah, yeah. No, cl- there's cliffhanger. That is a cliffhanger, though. Yeah. You know, the, the uh, former instance you described is more like a tease on top yeah. of 
a conclusive ending, right? Something that like wraps up that self-sustaining story, but then something else to tease you into wanting more, right? A cliffhanger is literally your yeah. main ta- like the it the imagery behind it is your main character on a cliff and then the game the game or movie or what have you ends. Like that is uh, that I'm a not cliffhanger a cliffhanger is Jon Snow getting stabbed to death by seven dudes at the end of Game of Thrones season. What was that? Three or four? So That's... fucking spoiler alert for. Uh, oh, come I on. think that was yeah. Been, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's been, been, been like yeah, it has been, been right. Yeah, no yeah, spoiler yeah, alerts yeah, on yeah, that one. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a there's a statue of limits on this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> So Ubisoft had an earnings call recently. We found out a lot about their plans for the next year and the next two years. Uh, one of the things they're planning on doing is releasing video games, which is great for us. Uh, and four of those games they plan on releasing are uh, all from existing franchises. Uh, they In this year, we're going to see a new Assassin's Creed game i.e. Assassin's Creed Origins, which has almost been entirely leaked at this point, just what, what it's about, if everything's true. Um, also, Far Cry 5, which they've confirmed. We uh, printed a report on that uh, earlier last week about it being set in Montana. Uh, not yet confirmed, but Far Cry 5, it's definitely in the works. The Crew 2, which, as from what I can tell, nobody cares about. Do we have any Crew fans? <laughs> No? no okay yeah it's one of those games where i'm honestly not sure if i have a free copy of it or not yeah i i hear it's got its own niche following as many games do but i mean i i i never see it uh and lastly uh south park the fractured but whole will be releasing um this fiscal year as they had uh, announced earlier last year when they first delayed it, delayed it from sometime this year in the early, say like January, to at some point in fiscal year 2018. So it could have been any time. Uh, and then shortly after this earnings call, they announced that the game will be coming out in October of this year, the South Park game, uh, rather. So uh, we all fans or any fans here of the South Park Stick of Truth game, one Mike Pierce. 100%. Love that it, shit. Love me some South good. Park. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I played, I played um, uh, half an hour or so of Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> I was going to say the Butthole of Time, but that was the original name for it uh, <laughs> before they changed it to the Fractured Butthole. Butthole. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting story, by the way. I don't know. Have you guys heard that story? Yeah, they, they had to change it because um, you can't say Butthole of Time. Exactly. Then, oh, yeah. What a great. Yeah, you can you can see this. Yeah. It's in an interview with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They actually talk about it. But I guess uh, Trey Parker just sat at his desk saying "butthole" for like half an hour, <laughs> trying to figure out how he could how he could pass it off in a way that would get um, approved. And then he I feel like it was a butthole. is it was it was it half an hour? I would have imagined it just in that meeting where they were being told what they can and can't do. He would have just <laughs> instantly been like, "All right, the yeah. fractured butthole." Yeah, maybe. Well, this is a mic. Drop it. <laughs> apparently, he did the same thing with um, what was it? There was another um, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. That was that was the movie, right? South yes, Park that movie. was the movie. Yeah, 
So originally they wanted to call that South Park uncircumcised. And then yeah. that of course didn't get Wow, get, incredible get that the, the So they came up with bigger laws. The FCC <laughs> has just not learned what they can and can't do around South Park. Just I can't know, get around them. That's the best part. And you know it's gonna happen again. Yep. If they make a sequel to this, he's gonna come up with some ridiculous fucking title. It's gonna get shot down, and he's gonna figure out a way to basically send it through anyway. But um Anyway, yeah, I played half an hour of the Fractured But Whole at, at PAX back in August, and I loved it. It was, um, I only did got to do like one little combat deal, but it was actually really, really cool. Um, and actually had quite a bit of strategy, like for all the joking and, and you know, farting and like, uh, and ridiculously detailed shitting mechanics, no joke, <laughs> um, there's actually like a lot of deep strategy in the combat and um yeah and it was a competent of, rpg for sure yeah yeah and like and this new one looks great and it's south park like if you're a fan of the show you will be a fan of the game it's every bit as funny if not more funny yeah than the show well i well i would say you don't need to be a fan of show i'm i was a fan of show but i wasn't a dedicated watcher there are a lot of deep cut uh you know Sorry, references and Easter Uncut? eggs. And, uh, <laughs> deep cut, I said. References uh, to the show in the game. But you do not need uh, deep knowledge of South Park to appreciate the game. It is a fucking hysterical game. Yeah, uh, it's just true. Beat for beat it is just making you laugh. And it's uh, one of the few games, really, that do that. Uh, Thank God, and, man. I'm not uh, really up to date on my South Park lore. Yeah, really. There, <laughs> there is, played? there is some lore. I'll tell you, it's pretty, there it's is. pretty big deal. Have you played the Stick of Truth, Noah? I have not, but what I've seen of it has had me very entertained. So oh I think God. I may. And I was reading that, um, that um, when Fractured But Whole comes out, you can actually get Stick of Truth for free with it. Yeah. yeah. So I may absolutely have to do that, and that way I get two birds with one stone. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it, if there is. A good way to do pre-orders, uh, pre-order bonuses, uh, Ubisoft has found it, and it is by offering you a free game on top of your pre-ordered game, and a great game at that. So anyone who's interested in South Park Fractured Butthole or the Stick of Truth, certainly pre-order Fractured Butthole to play Stick of Truth, uh, like I certainly will. Uh, I played Fractured Butthole, but I, I've wanted to replay it, and... I don't want to drag out my Xbox 360. Although, oh no, I could play it on <coughs> Xbox One, couldn't I? Because it's like backwards it compatible. Steam. Yeah, Is but it it's Steam? also but it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. You know what? Disregard everything I said. Never pre-order games. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no other South Park uh, uh, people I, excited about the Fractured Butthole. I'm excited about it. Also, I, you know. I, I had heard that story about why they changed the name. I'm kind of glad they did because, like, butthole of time. It's like, oh, it's butthole of time. Ha -ha. It's, but it's, fra it's fractured butthole. You see it, and then you say it, and you're like, ah, I got it. <laughs> like, it's even better because, uh, like, even when I try to separate them to divorce the butt yeah. and hole, it just gets funnier. It's like I'm trying yeah, to be very distinctive. The fractured butt hole, like. It sounds like I'm trying to be... Mike is off. Mike is done for. <laughs> off the podcast. Oh, man. 
I just love that shit. I like, dude. Trey, there is there are like yeah. zero people yeah, on the asked, earth that are yeah. more funny than Trey Parker and Matt I, Stone. I probably agree with that. They they're <laughs> quite the crew, man. <laughs> All right, let's move oh, on fuck. to one final story. Uh, just very quickly, throw out there that The Witcher is going to be a Netflix series because <laughs> Netflix doesn't have enough really sweet <laughs> shit to watch, you know? Right. But uh, I, I it, The Witcher is one of those games I just couldn't like. Like, I tried very hard. Everyone keeps telling me to play it. I started over and over and over, and every time I'm just bouncing off of it, and then something else comes out. Something comes along that tells me I can't be playing The Witcher. And I don't know. I, I Maybe this is how I experience The Witcher, by watching the Netflix series. But anyway, uh, fans of The Witcher here, anyone interested in the TV series coming out? I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. Like, I've been... I started playing it my, my very first playthrough quite a few months ago, but I picked it back up again a few weeks ago, and I'm starting to get into it now, so... I'm I'm tentatively excited about this, and I actually read. I I did not realize that this is based off of the novels mm-hmm. um, yeah. by I can't remember the dude's name, but I guess he's been writing these for thirty years. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> maybe it's going to be really good. I don't know. And it does have the producers from uh, the Expanse, which is a pretty good sci-fi show on TV nowadays. So mm. um, that's it's it's got what looks like a good production team behind it. So I'm, I'm optimistic, but you know how sometimes these things look great on paper and they sound really great and you get really pumped about it. Cause you really like the game and then it comes out and you're like, Oh fuck that sucks. Sure. I mean, a, a show being good requires so many factors to go well. Right. But I mean, platige or platage, I wouldn't know how to say it. <laughs> Image, the production company, the, uh, cinematic, uh, the CG, animations company uh also did the trailers uh for the uh witcher 2 intro and uh it's they've won several awards as they were reported on so they look pretty good noah what do you think of uh this whole witcher scenario um i would say that if if you're more of a fan of the games i would say temper your expectations because uh from the sounds of it it sounds it's more going to be based off of the books and they are quite different, um, and that is a result of the author is not really a big fan of the games or I've what CG this, Product yeah. Red did with them. He feels that they are not really quite true to his vision. He's he's uh, from the sounds of it, he's pretty bitter about it too. Because when they offered him money for the games, he took a lump sum instead because he didn't think the games would do well at all, and he got completely burned by that because the games had done fantastically well oh for sure um so, so bitter might be <laughs> he, something you'd feel he, yeah yeah he feels that he's also stated that like he feels like the games like stole his audience to a degree and it sounds like he is he's a creative consultant for the show and there's been no mention of cd project red involvement who has made the games there's I been no word too. on their involvement at all which is <laughs> is interesting so if you're <clears throat> If you've read the books and you're into that, then I would say this is probably going to be great. Um, if you're more a fan of the game, I would say, like I said, temper your expectations. Don't expect it to be quite like like the, the games that you know and love. But as the animation company is involved that did the shorts for them, I think we can see probably some 
influence with regards to like at least the visual aspects that the games have. So there's it's okay to be cautiously excited about this series. I think right. I will definitely give it a look. Sure. So oh, so it's animated? We don't uh, know yet if it's oh, going to be fully okay. animated or if it's going to be live action. Uh, Platige image is animated. Yeah, it would be yeah. kind of a nightmare in my opinion. Platige image has done fantastic work. You know, they've won awards for their animated shorts and for the actual the uh, Witcher uh, intro that they did uh, was fully animated and they've won awards for that. Uh, but I mean, you know, TV just needs to be uh, live action in my opinion, unless you're going for a more cartoony, more surreal look. Uh, yeah, it's just gotta be that. Um, I can understand, uh, an artist or a, a novelist, um, disappointment with, uh, a franchise, uh, of theirs or a world of theirs being taken and being totally, uh, molded into something that's just not theirs, uh, in order to capitalize on money. Like maybe just posit the possibility that maybe, this game, the, the, the series, I've not read any of the books, don't know anything about them, but maybe it was not nearly as, you know, Game of Thronesy or Lord of the Ringsy as The Witcher turned out to be, right? Maybe that's his problem. Right. Uh, just it a just might not hypothetical. Be his vision, right? right. It's just not his vision. And now he feels like he can uh, get his vision out there with uh, Netflix and with this uh, production team, which is great for a creator, right? Um, but then there is the fact that Netflix is definitely capitalizing on the Witcher series, the video game series, being very popular and being very successful. So I wonder uh, where that's going to clash. I wonder if uh, there's going to be some uh, creative heads and executive heads that want there to be more parity with the video game series, and then that'll butt heads with these people. I'm excited for the drama to come out of the creation of the drama series, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) But uh, of course, I'll always take a look. I think that a video game series... I know this is not necessarily what's happening, but I think a video game series, if it has to be Hollywoodized, a TV series is probably way more becoming of a video game's depth and longevity uh, than, say, a movie. So I'm excited to see this. We'll we'll see. You what mean happens. that that Doom movie didn't do it for you? Like whatever that <laughs> yeah, was. Like eight, just came this close ago. to liking it, but no, it didn't like well, it. Unfortunately. Well, what about either Doom movie movies. or no either Hitman movie? Oh, Did not watch know, the Hitman I haven't movies. watched either one. I They're both Resident terrible. Evil, you don't need is to. Resident Evil not your favorite film series? Like, <laughs> I don't see the issue here. I'm oh, insane, um, I know. Wait, hold on. What about Assassin's Creed? Was that any good? Was that any good? Didn't I see it. it. I didn't uh, see it. Well, so I've heard the Reddit criticism, right, which is very good uh, to be looking towards, but I've heard that uh, it, like, about 70% of the movie, the Assassin's Creed movie, was set in modern time uh, when, you know, in the Matrix uh, real world era, and then only a few, like, cool shots of the you know past area but i just know not to go see video game movies because they're always going to be a disappointment yeah. for me you know uh it's just it let them be video games it's, video games you know, are good. You know, movies well, are good. when you make it a movie it's an unskippable cutscene the best right. one you're not engaging with was the go. warcraft movie that was clearly the best one out of them all I mean, I've heard it's probably totally the best one. I know. Funny. I've heard <laughs> it's the best one, even though it's bad. So it's funny. <laughs> it it's was funny, yeah. awful. So if yeah. this one was good, would you consider it the first like good transition from video games to film, even though it's mostly based on the books? Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some series yeah. or game or movie that uh, is the proof of concept that video games can be good movies. But uh, sure, why not? Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see when it happens, you know? 
Uh, yeah, there's one more thing. thing. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, just, just one thing I was going to say about The Witcher. Um, there, there actually is a Witcher TV series that exists already. Oh, really? It's it. Yeah, yeah it, it's uh, it, it's entirely in Polish, and it ah. is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it like nice. bad effects, <laughs> terrible acting. It's it's god awful. It only got one season. Christian, by the, the way, guys, this? is a fluent. Polish I do speaker. not speak Polish at all. I just I don't know if Polish <laughs> is even a language. That's like how ignorant I am. That, something that came up as like a uh, what was I going to say? Um, like a TV tropes binge of like oh there, there's a series oh it's not good. <laughs> but um, uh, the the only thing that worries me about it is uh, like the budget of TV is kind of difficult for fantasy in general. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, I love Stranger Things, but when they have the Demogorgon in full screen and you're like, that looks like a poorly animated GIF. <laughs> so I'm, I'm wondering how they're going to do uh, all of the monsters. The monsters, right. Yeah. It's a huge part of, part of the Witcher. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you, maybe I'm just getting old, but I never noticed that in Stranger Things. Did that? Did it really look that bad? I never, it like, was, I honestly never noticed it. It was passable sometimes. Oh, only when it was, like, time. full screen in a fully lit room. Uh, so, like, you know, but for that the, was for brief, yeah. like brief, exactly. like half or one second, right? I mean, yeah, because like he, he was out and away super quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So like everything but the last episode, basically. Sure. Maybe I didn't notice it because it was in the 80s and that's like my childhood. And so, yeah, you know, like, that's what I was going like to say. Shit, that's totally normal. Yeah, it could have like, easily <laughs> been intentional <laughs> or a happy, yeah. a happy coincidence that they decide to leave in there. You know, Stranger right. Things is a great show. Jeez. If yeah. anyone at home has not seen Stranger Things, yeah. watch that immediately. Binge it on Netflix. Definitely yeah, no, one of the best I, shows out there right now. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like I'm like crapping all over Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things, and I think like the effects for the Demogorgon were great, except for that one scene where they weren't. Christian, so just take I, your '80s hate speech somewhere while, else. Can't have it. While we're on the subject of TV shows that uh, seem to be a little lackluster in terms of their visual appeal, did anyone else feel that way with all four of the Marvel Defenders shows? Like the, I didn't watch um, any of the Marvel shows. I, I thought, I didn't I thought get that. Daredevil was was definitely a cut above the other three. Yeah, Dare, I'd say Daredevil's high, and then that's what I've that's what I've heard is that Daredevil high. is the best. I've only watched um, um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, and I thought I would say I would say go back and watch Daredevil. Yeah, go back and watch Daredevil. Daredevil. They're definitely th- those two are definitely a cut above. Not to say that Luke Cage and Iron Fist are bad per se, but like those two are definitely. Yeah, I just felt like. At least the first half of both Iron Fist and Luke Cage felt a little cheesy, a little low yeah. on budget, yeah. um, and the fighting scenes weren't very good, and they seemed to get better towards the end, which was weird because I think they filmed them all pretty much in one big chunk. It's not like they were waiting to see what their viewership was, and then they got more money. So I don't really understand why the first half seemed shitty, and then the, maybe I don't know. Maybe I just got used to it. Maybe that's well, all. If, if you want, if you maybe want your expectations just lowered slowly yeah. well, yeah, as right, you're watching yeah. the show. If you, yeah. if, if your expectations are there now and you're looking for really good fights, you're gonna love Daredevil because Daredevil's fight choreography is so good. If you okay. made it through both seasons of that show or those two shows, go watch Daredevil. I heard a lot of buzz about Jessica Jones. Did anyone watch Jones that? Good it's good. It's a little too long, I think. Okay. Like yeah. it, it's it just felt like they they kind of had some padding in there. Sure. 
Like, I, Daredevil is probably the best one. I think Jessica Jones is like a close second. Uh, I, I liked Luke Cage. It was a little cheesy. I, I didn't like Iron Fist. I couldn't stop yeah, it. Yeah, I think anyone liked Iron yeah. Fist. Yeah, I, I heard yeah. only hate on Iron Fist. Iron Fist like, it was pretty cheese. The real I problem, liked. I think, with Iron Fist is just the main character. He was not oh, likable. God. I didn't like him from the beginning all the way through to the end. I couldn't and You watched the whole thing. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. The one it. scene in the first episode where there's like a homeless man who sees him on the street and like gives him food and is like, here, you can go here and get shoes. He's like, guys like us have to stick together. And he's just like, I guess people would think we're the same. That was the moment that I lost all sympathy for him. Because <laughs> he's just I'm, like, I'm here's, here's a guy with less off. than you. He's never had anything. And you're just like taking time to just crap all over him. What, what were you going to say, Zach? I, I'm betting he doesn't make it through the full season of The Defenders. Oh, really? Oh, I, I don't think, think they're going to kill him first. No? Interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to kill him off. I don't think he's going to get another season. I can see him like just hanging out with Luke Cage because that's how they were in the comics. I, I, I'm blown away by I'm blown away by how much TV uh, people watch, especially like like say my girlfriend uh, in this year has watched all of House of Cards, all of that Twin Peaks show that's coming back now, all of uh, one of these Marvel shows we've mentioned. I forget, and then uh, like that that OJ show uh oh, yeah. the Cuba? Uh, yeah yeah some amazon uh man in the high castle watched all these shows i'm like how do you have and she's a prolific reader too reads a lot and uh i was just like how do you find time for all these shows and then i realized i spend as much time with shows but they're not shows they're video games and i'm right. playing so many video games so I, I tell her i'm watching this show called prey and then she gets it but if i tell her it's a game she's like why why won't you watch my show instead so I I now see the trade off for some of the mainstream non gamers out there. So, but with you guys talking about all these Marvel shows, I don't know where you find the time, man. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I don't know. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. When you, well, I they guess release, when you, they release those shows all at once, so they're pretty easy to just binge. It's not like yeah. you have to wait every week to watch the episode. Yeah, it, it's like I have a weekend and I'm not doing anything, so might as well watch Iron Fist. Best show you're all sleeping on right now is The Leftovers. It's ending at season three because no one watched it, and it's the best show on television. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've seen it. it. You have. It's a good I've show. I've seen it, the first season. I haven't watched season it. It got better. You know, I What's looked. I went back to The Leftovers. It's essentially, it's based off of a book, and it's essentially uh, Rapture-based uh, event occurs, and uh, you spend a lot of time learn uh, with these characters in a world where a Rapture-like event occurred and they are left over from the rapture uh and it's definitely messes a little bit with metaphysical things but often it stays pretty grounded let alone this one rapture event that happens at the very beginning of the show it's a fantastic show it's very biblical show so be prepared for a lot of that shit uh but it's fantastic (laughs) and no it's there it's there and uh the best show that you're all not watching is peaky blinders i'm not watching that show at all that Peaky is Peaky Blinders. One of the I best shows of the last ten years, easily. It is phenomenal. That's a Netflix original, right? Uh, they call it that, but I looked it up, and I don't think it actually is. I think they're just paying the company to be able well, that makes sense. to put that English, right? that just title on it. Yeah, I don't know if it's BBC. It might actually be BBC, but um, I don't, I don't think it's actually a Netflix original, even though it's labeled that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck, that show is amazing. You guys should all watch that. Peaky Blinders. Tom Hardy's in and out 
every couple episodes or so. Killian Murphy the dude, is the main guy. Killian Murphy, who Derek if you don't know is the Cillian yep, Murphy. That's what I was. Killian. Killian. <laughs> Killian Murphy. Cillian. Yeah. Have it's you been calling him Cillian? Cillian Murphy. I I took Irish film. I took Irish film and drama. That guy, professor, called him Cillian Murphy. Telling you now. Well, your professor is an idiot. <laughs> because <laughs> the man that I've never Killian. met is a fool. So we we've sort of traded a lot of our video game chatter time with TV chatter time, but we still have some time. I think we could muster in uh, talking about video games we've been playing this week. Uh, before we get to our great uh, crew here, we're going to jump quickly to Jay Malone, who reviewed Prey, uh, and me and him played it, and we're going to talk very briefly about it, and then we'll get to everyone else's games. I am here with Jay Malone. Jay, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I was just uh, joining up with you to so that you could tell me about this excellent or not so excellent to be determined video game. What is Prey? Prey is a game that people have compared a lot, almost annoyingly so, to Bioshock. Um, it's uh, when you when you begin, I think the year is 2032, your name is Morgan, and you sort of awaken on this space station, and you're running through some tests, and you're doing these, these weird space activities type things, and uh, eventually you find out things are a little different than you may expect. And uh, after a, a very good intro, you start to sort of roam around the space station, Talos 1, and you're sort of just trying to gain information about who you are, why you're there, why the space station is there, and then obviously why aliens are roaming about. Uh, and you sort of have some information about, like, you're sort of the head of this entire uh, situation, and then you know that you have a thing called neuromods that are giving you abilities such as lifting heavy objects. But you're really just, you're reading a lot of email terminals. Uh, and then... Eventually, you're kind of thrust into some kind of uh, frustrating combat. Um, and then, but there's a lot of uh, looking at a skill tree and figuring sure. out the best way to go about things that way. And then, obviously, like I said, a lot of audio logs and reading. So, so from your description, it sounds like the Bioshock or System Shock uh, comparisons are uh, holding pretty true. Uh, I would have yeah. easily made a comparison to any shock games, uh, as we've been referring to them. But I wonder how you feel about the comparison, if uh, the game holds up to the reputation that those games hold, or if it pales in comparison to games like Bioshock and System Shock. Well, first off, my relationship with those games, uh, I've never played any of the System Shocks, uh, but I've played every Bioshock, and I love them quite a sure. bit. yeah. But yeah, with Prey, when I started playing it and I started doing like finding key cards, reading audio logs, I was starting to get this feel that it's very much not like a lot of the games you play from like 2014 on. You know, there's not a lot of just like in your face combat. There's not like some sweeping narrative. Uh, It is very slow and kind of plotting in a way and like 
encouraging adventuring around the space station and stuff. And I definitely felt some of that Bioshock vibe from that, especially the sense of isolation you get after mm-hmm. that first bit. And then there's also also like a, a bit of a twist, very similar to certain parts of Bioshock. So, I mean, I, I would say the comparison rings true in most ways. The part where it really starts to go in a different direction for me, and I think the part where it really started to break for me was the combat, whereas I felt I felt the action in uh, Bioshock, I felt the combat was more forgiving in ways. Uh, it was a bit tighter. And granted, it was definitely still not a great time in Bioshock. I don't think it was like on point by any means. But it was more manageable than it is in Prey. And with Prey, it feels like not only is the, the ammo few and far between, which I think is smart because it does increase the tension and increase the horror and, and such, but it does kind of makes you not want to partake in that combat. And then when you do slip and fall into that combat, it makes it even more annoying, kind mm. of. I, annoying is a poignant uh, word to use there, I think, because it, it's more of a chore that you want to bypass entirely, uh, which combat often is in like a horror game or survival game or a stealth game, uh, much like a lot of what's happening in Prey. I agree with you. Uh, but in the problem here is that the – I feel like the problem is that the combat isn't that interesting, but it it is – punishing and it is challenging but it's not challenging in a creative way uh the enemies i felt in the beginning especially say the first third or first half of my playthrough of it uh which now i'm at the halfway point so even the half of how much i've played uh the first say 10 hours of the game it feels like uh you are just up against the wall you have no abilities a lot of the uh supernatural abilities you get a la bioshocks plasmids uh, or, you know, Bioshock Infinite's, uh, vigors or what have you, uh, they're obtained through the, the aliens and you don't get that ability to learn these other, uh, ethereal abilities besides upgrading your guns and, uh, upgrading your lock picking or your engineering abilities. Those supernatural things don't come till a few hours into the game, maybe like maybe one or two or three hours. And then even then you still have to pick up these neuromods. You like you were explaining these little gizmos that are, you have to loot for to actually uh, increase your abilities and to unlock your skill tree. And so the first bit of the combat is definitely grueling and not very informative. Like every time I died, I felt like, I didn't, I wouldn't say it was unfair, but I would say I didn't feel like I learned anything from it and I didn't feel like I was enjoying it. And like it was a challenge that I wanted to take on again. I would have rather just once I respawned bypass it. And I feel like that's a failure of the game and probably of the enemy design. Maybe just how the first several hours are mapped out in the game. Yeah. And I think that the, it early on, it kind of, thrust the uh the player on way type thing on you mm. and i feel like it had they put the player on way into the combat it would have been much better like if they had added more stealth abilities like i did spend a lot of time hiding under things but i always felt like i was cheating the game in a way sure. like it, it did not feel like I, the ai was supposed to be reacting the way it was mm-hmm. uh so if there had been ways to navigate around that or just, just some type of less in your face, I'm smacking this thing with the wrench kind of combat, it would have been 
preferred and that would have been one way to get around it but it's it is kind of a bummer that a game that preaches play your own way doesn't give you your own way to navigate around this combat yeah it does normally seem like like uh this is the same developer as this the first dishonored right the same team as the first dishonored dishonored 2 is different and so stealth is clearly something they have a lot of uh experience with and uh it's was the probably the main way of playing the most preferred way of playing their previous games so it's interesting to me to see stealth not take a back seat like you said it's definitely a prominent part of the game but it feels like you're cheating the game because there aren't a lot of ways to upgrade your stealth the things that you are allowed to upgrade are so taxing on your ability like your 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 mana or whatever it's called your psi i forget what it's called yes in the game. i think it's psi abilities yeah sure so yeah, so essentially like your mana uh or your mp is it doesn't regenerate just like any of the older games it doesn't you have to find those resources that you craft into these psi replenishing things and your abilities take up so much of it that it feels like you I, I felt so much incentive to avoid it. So I ended up hoarding all these psi uh, yeah. things and never using my abilities. And, uh, but like, again, like, uh, like I said, there's, and like you said, there's so much that I do like about this game. And it's just these couple of things that are so imperative to a game like a Bioshock or Prey that it just feels like it got in the way for a little too long. Um, but I didn't get too far in the game. So, uh, how does the upgrading and the unlocking the trees and uh, juicing up your character change the way the latter half or the later parts of the game? In my experience, I wouldn't say it was too drastically different. Um, I didn't beef up my character as much as I might have had I not been reviewing the game or had I not been trying to sort of complete it quickly, especially knowing that it was a long game. Um, but I did beef up quite a bit, especially like as you get later in the game, there there are obstacles that the choose your own uh, like pathway kind of comes into play. So it's like, okay, if you have uh, I forget what they call it, but the the strength being able to pick things up. If you have that like level three, then you can just pick this thing up and then go through this pathway, or you can like do some really stilted platforming and climb through some vents. Uh, so I ended up like trying to beef up the the strength aspect. Uh, and again, apologies for not remembering what it's called, but sure. I tried, I tried doing that to try and just make those situations easier. So like that was pretty helpful. And I, I like, I like that actually, uh, being able to beef up that part of me and then just get to certain points to where I'm like, no, man, I'm just so strong. I could just pick this, <laughs> I can just pick this whole storage crate up yeah. and we're good. <laughs> like, uh, and, and the same with the hacking, uh, mm-hmm. there are times where hacking comes into play there's a point where it's actually really frustrating because i didn't have my hacking to like level two or something and you had to get these turrets so then it was like i don't know it felt like it was punishing me in a way for not having my my hacking to level two to get these turrets in place to like shoot a bunch of the aliens as they rush rush through a door and it was like i had to do it to get to the for the, the mission to continue going or whatever so like there are points where it does feel like it's punching you in a way and it feels like that play your own way is built for one specific pathway and maybe not every pathway. Mm. Um, 
but I mean, for the for the most part, I think it's a really cool concept, and I think it's one that they they execute pretty well. Sure, uh, it can be better in spots, but for the most part, I enjoy. It. And then the psi abilities, the alien abilities, those I had problems with because you unlock the ability to get them through scanning enemies, and I all the time would get like you would have to th- scan three aliens, and I would get two of them and wouldn't be able to find the other one or the other thing I'm supposed to scan, and then you wouldn't be able to unlock it. And I found that to be kind of a bummer, because it's like, it's like, oh, I'm right there. I just want to <laughs> just want to get that one. Yeah, it was kind of like uh, almost a lot of the systems that are uh, pretty standard in other video games, just anything RPG-inspired or any RPG-type systems, these are surprisingly obtuse in this game, and a bunch of them, like, say, the resource management. Like, uh, you have to pick up everything. You have to pick up any trash you find, banana peel, what have you. Just anything that comes in your inventory as a gray box, you pick that shit up so that you can uh, then recycle it at a recycler, like this little uh, silo that you dump your shit in, and then it turns into mineral resources or organic resources or synthetic resources, and those can be used as uh, building tools to craft ammo or to craft other resources or what have you. So it was, and then another system, instead of just picking up ammo, right? Like they, they went through this extra step. They put you through this extra step, excuse me. And then also the inventory, like you, it's kind of like a puzzle. You have these slots. Very Tetris-y, yeah. Exactly. Like if you had uh, only enough room for a tiny cube slot, instead of say uh, this, three tile cube slot like it's it's just it's hard to describe but basically your inventory actually needed to fit but i actually liked that a little bit it felt like having a backpack that you needed to rearrange all your stuff in a way that like it would all fit and it wouldn't break everything but it was just interesting to me that arcane went for so many weird obtuse systems two systems that originally have been in other video games and were more mainstreamed but uh some of them worked. Some of them, I, I don't think, did, though. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very similar, the the backpack thing, exa- uh, specifically to, like, Resident Evil mm. uh, and the way they've always handled their inventory. And I've right. always loved that. Like, there's something, some weird part of my brain is just enjoying this weird organization. Yes. Of, like, oh, I've got to put the shotgun this way so I can get this thing there and then put that there. And, that, yeah. that, like, there's a part of me that's always like that. That's one part. That's one like small thing about Prey that I did enjoy. Um, also, the sound. I don't know what you thought about the sound and the music, but it was good. That was yeah. It's probably yeah. I'm one of def- the best this year. I'm definitely a big fan of the soundtrack. There are there are a couple of really great soundtracks out there this year. Uh, Persona's got a killer That's soundtrack, true, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> this one. I mean, uh, what is his name? Mick Gordon. Uh, is the composer. He, I mean, he killed it with Doom. That was my album of the year last year. And, uh, he, this, this one is fantastic as well. It opens with that really sick, uh, like house track or whatever that is. I was listening Uh, to that while writing the review, actually. (laughs) I know. Yeah. It's great. I listened to it on the drive to work at some point. Yeah, man. Uh, but so there's definitely a lot of aesthetically pleasing things about Prey, whether it be, the inventory or the actual sound itself or the actual look uh, to take it to literal terms. But I mean, there it's unfortunate that the most core things are in the way, but then there are other things as well. Uh, say I had some technical difficulties, not in frame rates or generic things like that. I felt like a couple of times 
uh, the chronology of my actions uh, kind of messed up some of the objectives. Like I, there was this one mission. I won't spoil anything. We won't be spoiling anything this discussion. But there's this one mission wherein I had to set up certain. Uh, so we'll just say certain items and I had to collect a bunch of things, bring them to a certain area. And then a battle was supposed to ensue. And just the last objective bubble was just not ticking off. And I tried doing all sorts of things. I would dance around. I would gather the uh, inventory stuff in different orders. And I just couldn't get that sucker to pop. I, I don't know what happened. And my game just, it was, it, it hindered my playthrough. Because I didn't want to continue without finishing this objective. So I'm wondering if you ran into any technical difficulties or any weird objective issues, uh, anything of that nature. No, I, I wouldn't say none specifically like that to where the box didn't tick off. Um, mm. I, I mean, I've had the, like the, I don't know what console, did you play it on a console or a PC? I played it on PC. Okay. Um, I know there have been a lot of reports, and it happened to me, where there's like weird tracking stuff on the PS4 mm-hmm. uh, with like the stick kind of just sometimes moving. When right, you're not right. Some to like be input latency stuff. or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's that. And, and then like just like stuff falling through the environment and just weird things like that, but never anything that like directly impeded my progress, I would say. There was some like later on. Uh, I don't know if you're there yet, but there's a part where you kind of go into lockdown. This is a little off topic, but it sort of goes into a bit of a lockdown. Okay. And then it just doesn't allow you to go back and do side missions for a little while. Sure. And like, I found that to be really frustrating. Okay. But as for a specific technical stuff, I did not run into any of those objective things. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, so yeah, uh, those are some... I wouldn't say minor nitpicks. Those are things that could easily ruin someone's game. Uh, a couple of reviews went up there and they were very harsh just due to these uh, technical issues. Also, like, say, save file wipes, things like that. Uh, so that's unfortunate, but uh, I'm glad to hear that you had no problems of the sort. I wonder uh, if it's yeah. if it's uh, more of a PC thing or if it is across all con- or all uh, platforms. I mean, PC is always a wild card, you know. Could anything yeah. could happen. It's the yeah. wild west out here. So, last thing I want to ask you about is uh more um the actual environment and the lore and the story of this game. How did you feel about say the story, some of the characters, the world building? How did the world of prey impress you? So, um I've really liked what that game was setting up ever since the, the 2016 E3 trailer. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, the first like hour that I've already mentioned is very good. It sets up the world really well. Um, and I was like very into it after that first hour or so. Like, I was all the way in. Um, but then when it does start relying on, we'll, we'll read these three emails, and then you'll learn a thing. And then it's like, it sort of it goes away from traditional cutscenes and stuff like that, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a unique way to go about it. Mm-hmm. But I do think it it slows down the narrative to a pace of boredom, to where I'm like, well, if I don't check every terminal and I read every email, then I'm not going to get everything, and I'm going to be lost. And when the game did focus on more of the story. Uh, like when it did focus more on your main character, uh, your brother, who is also a part of this whole scheme, um, 
it, it was definitely clicking with me more. And just as for like the the world in general, I thought it was well designed, really well designed. Sure. Uh, someone I was reading a review today after I'd posted mine that sort of compared the inside of Talos to like a uh, like a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The station up. is fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, that was a that was a really good comparison, and I, I just think it's it's it sets up really well, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed exploring. Uh, but as for the actual story, it just didn't feel like didn't feel like there was enough, and then even when it did sort of start picking up, it. It didn't feel like it knew where it wanted to go in way in certain ways. Mm. That was kind of a bummer. Um, some of the side missions, though, are really good. Uh, specifically, some of the characters in the okay. side missions are really good. They're really well written. There's a uh, there's a kitchen character. Mm. I don't know if you ran into him. Sure, he's, sure did. He's a he's an interesting interesting fellow. Yeah, uh, yeah, he sure is. And there's some other people that you find, or the other like storylines you find, and the uh, the crew quarters. Yeah, that that are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but for the main story, that was uh, that was kind of a bummer for me, just because it it opened up so well. Yeah, it sure did. I kind of wish there was more to the side missions and side characters, like those. Often in games like this, that's uh, where a lot of the juice is, because say like a Fallout game or a Bioshock game. Bioshock, while it has a great central uh, mainline narrative, it branches off to all these different characters and all these different encounters that are just that stick out in my mind years later and uh there are some of those in this game they aren't quite as shocking or as thrilling as say uh bioshock or uh other games like that but uh i mean there were some and i wish there were more because yeah the the main narrative feels a little um it just is missing strong characters i i'm actually stealing this this is something i read from austin walker i think and he he mm. made the point that praise a great game with not a lot of great characters and i found that to be true like in during the mainline quest you have a lot of audio audio logs audio diaries which can be fine but you jump around a lot between characters and you never spend too much time with a character and uh it just feels like you you don't really gain any purchase with any of them. So it, it feels a little, uh, it just felt, felt a little shallow as I was going through and hoping that it would eventually, uh, ground me in one narrative or one character. And so far it hasn't. Uh, yeah. but I mean, I definitely love Talos one. The, the space station is really cool and being able to actually learn that space and, absorb it and have to go back and forth just like in a bioshock just like in any game where you're exploring some haunted house or some uh in isolated contained area that like has all these things to uncover uh it it definitely that definitely spoke to me uh i just wish the combat did more as like as we keep saying yeah yeah uh as for like the characters i i totally agree um the one time that one time that really sticks out to me where it did kind of go in with a character and you did follow them. Uh, oh, again, I won't say the entire details of the side story, but it was two women and it was basically their relationship and just how it unfolded. Uh, I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. I don't or think not. so. It, no, I, might, I just, I, say, yeah. I can't remember. I think it was when I was trying to like, uh, I was trying to build some voice, transcript thing and i ended up just finding oh, a right. side yeah, story yeah. along the way okay and oh okay yeah 
and it was just yeah, it was just two women in their relationship and like how it un, how it evolved on the space station, and just like some of the weird small arguments they would have, and just like this, it's very human in mm-hmm. a way, and mm-hmm. it just felt good in this just just like depressing kind of horrifying atmosphere that I'm creeping around in to just see these two women that just had this like really pure happy relationship and just kind of follow them for a bit that was great that was so refreshing and then when it ended I was kind of kind of bummed (laughs) and then I had to go back to the main story and stuff but like I I feel like the the potential is there and the ability is even there it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the way you want it to sure yeah that's fair well, I, I just wanted to point on one minor thing. I, I found that, uh, it's definitely a game that, uh, people will find more success in enjoying it, uh, if they take their time. One of the weird instances wherein is that, you know, Bethesda has this system wherein, uh, we don't get these games early. Uh, they, uh, the produce, the publisher, excuse me, Bethesda Softworks, uh, only provides reviewers with uh, review copies the day before the uh, game's release. So it puts us all in a position where in, uh, all of the publishers, especially the smaller time publishers, want to get their reviews out right away, as soon as possible, so that we rush through these games. And uh, you had to rush through Prey. And so I feel like there were a couple instances where uh, you described that if you had more time to spend with it, you would have maybe enjoyed it a little more like say uh having to create your skill tree or build your skill tree based on having to get through that wall right like that wall is stopping me if i unlock this perk i can get through that prey has a lot of instances where you can circumvent that by really exploring and taking your time to look through an area and find a different way and often it's there and it's unfortunate that in this wild instance because bethesda has this policy and we have this agenda uh, you, Jay, don't get to explore that and uh, really unpack the game. And then it ends up hurting your experience and that hurts the game's reviews. So uh, that I, I felt a little pained uh, to hear, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, I just want to... So now that I've said my piece on that, I want to know your final verdict on the game. Who would you recommend this to, if at all? Uh, what are your conclusive feelings on Prey? Um, I, it just kind of comes back to just, I mean, you want every game to be great, obviously, Mm. but that's not realistic. Um, but with this one, it was more so just because a, there's a bit of a tumultuous, tumultuous dev history there with it at one point being like a prey two, and then that being canceled and then being reformed into a whole new thing. And there's just a lot of hope there. And then you get that first hour and it's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is so good. Yeah. This is, and then all the Bioshock comparisons, which I love Bioshock. So it was all coming together in this way that I wanted it to click. And then the atmosphere is damn near perfect, uh, especially at the beginning. And then you introduce to Talos One, but then it starts to fall apart with the the uh, troublesome combat, and it just it doesn't feel like it's there. There's it's, you're just stumbling around, and then as the story unfolds or kind of doesn't at some points because it just sort of disappears it feels like uh it makes me detach from 
the things that I loved at the beginning about it, the the immersion, which mm. is a word I hate to use, but yeah. <laughs> the immersion. <laughs> I mean, um, you're in the business. You can't avoid it now. <laughs> yeah. But there's, yeah, there's that. And then as it, as it goes forward, I don't think it ever does anything that like, it never truly falls off. You know, there's not like a certain point where I'm like, oh, well, at this point it became horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of keeps up what it's doing. And it's one of the reasons why, and I think I mentioned this interview, I'm not sure, but if you if you play this and you're like 10 hours in and you're digging it and you're like, oh, this is good, this is clicking, you're probably going to be good the whole way. Like, you're, sure. you'll, you may have some issues with the combat, but those might be issues you can just look over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I couldn't, which is a bummer. But, at the same time, I think there are still a lot of people out there that are gonna like the that are gonna like prey more than I do, and that's great. But yeah. for me, it just didn't click. Yeah, sure. It is a well constructed game. They did so much right, and so uh, I I am still excited for them. I see other people enjoying it, and that's great. Uh, I feel you on the wanting this game to be good, wanting to love this game. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Uh, but hopefully, we can look forward to prey too. And that game will blow us out of the water. It's going to be great, Prey 2. But uh, that is all we'll say for now on Prey. Uh, So, Jay, thank you so much for talking to me about this game. No problem whatsoever. All right. Wow, what a great segment. I'm so glad I had Jay on the show. Such a great time. Thank you guys for waiting so patiently as me and Jay discussed Prey at length. Uh, Very insightful. But if uh, any of you haven't played Prey yet, uh, I would recommend it. We were a little sour on it by uh, the latter end of the game. Uh, the combat's a little iffy, like we said. But, I mean, the, I played a little bit and I come back and forth between loving it and being frustrated with it. But if you're a fan of the shock games and if you're looking for something like horror, not horror, it's horror inspired, like, you know, haunted house exploration type game, definitely suggest prey to you folks. But uh, I want to hear what you guys have been playing. Uh, Let's start with Noah. What have you been playing this week? Well, I've been all over the place this week. Um, I've been I've been playing quite a bit of Overwatch because I do that basically all the time. Um, sure, love Overwatch. Which system uh, do you play on, by the way? I I play on PC because okay. PC is the only place to play Overwatch, the single exactly. greatest place ever. Okay. Um, I've also been uh, as a result of that I've been playing Heroes of the Storm quite a bit these past this past week um, because they have their Nexus challenge going on where you get rewards in Overwatch for playing games of Heroes of the Storm with friends. One of them is a diva skin, and I need to get that because I play diva a lot. So, <laughs> um, I've been playing Minecraft for Switch, which I just reviewed. I had that um, oh, right. interview came out on uh, on Tuesday, and uh, uh, that's that's been pretty great. I have a couple of friends who've been playing it with as well. Um, we've been playing Minecraft on PC together as well because we have another friend who does not have a Switch yet. So we. We'd like to don't want to exclude him too much. So, so what was playing Minecraft with your friends on the Switch like? Uh it worked like a charm. I mean, the online functionality is flawless. Like, um, all you have to do is mark your game as an online game, and they can just join whatever they want. And like, I had no netcode issues whatsoever. 
like it was it worked really really well there's like fun like multiplayer modes that they have that were in previous console releases as well that are um a lot of fun to just get in and play so yeah it was it was a good experience uh, i had two two is two friends so it's the three of us are uh you know playing minecraft it's uh, <laughs> that was that was that was difficult to to review because i mean what do you say about Minecraft at this yeah, point? Yeah, what do you say after exactly? It's out, after it's been out for six, seven years now. Yeah, it, only it's that. It's full form, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I've been, so been kind of all over the place this week. Sure, I also that's played fine. a little bit of Skyrim and just. Oh, man. Out. Wow. Deep cut there. Skyrim, why not? <laughs> I mean, you're playing it too early. It's coming to Switch. I mean, we got to get you to review that old game that so much <laughs> has already been said <laughs> on, on yeah. the Switch, of course. Dude, I can talk about how you can play Skyrim while playing a dump now. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are limited. I mean, it's that will be the best way to play Skyrim, that's for sure. Mike, I just want to say before we move on to our next guest game, you're you're hearing the message loud and clear on the Overwatch front, right? Like the party started, and and you're not in it, but you can still get in. I'm just you know what, you know. man. Sometimes so the cool good. kids are the ones who don't go to the party that everybody else goes to. <laughs> uh, that is literally not true at all. That's actually the entire opposite, but I'm going to give but it to you. But Overwatch is such a wholesome and fun party. There's not even drugs. It's exactly. Like drugs. No <laughs> drugs. Uh, well, that is a great way to convince me not to go. <laughs> right there. No drinking, no drugs, wholesome and innocent. Sounds awful. I'm out. Christian, perfect. Christian, what have you been doing uh, in between watching endless TV shows this week? Well, I and that's actually that's apt because I've been rewatching Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> Breaking Bad's a great show. It is. Uh, I I played a little bit of Persona Five um, as yeah. usual. Uh, I I play or I caught up on Telltale's The Walking Dead, uh, but I'm pretty sure Zach and I are going to have. Plenty of time to talk about that when the last episode comes out at the end of this month. Uh, the game that I played that I was the most interested by um, was a game called Arc Symphony, which uh, you may have seen on Twitter. It was like trending people just like, oh, I found this old copy of Arc Symphony. It's a PlayStation JRPG. People talking about like, oh, it's on sale on uh, on Steam. And uh, the game doesn't exist. Like oh. there is no Arc, there's no Arc Symphony. Yeah. Right, and it was right. a... It was a viral marketing campaign for a uh, like an interactive fiction thing where it's like uh, you're an admin of this fan site for this game, uh, Arc Symphony, and you have to deal with like the drama within the fan base. And oh, wow. I'm not going to say fandom because I hate that word. <laughs> sure, sure. But uh, it, it, the game itself, like it's a little short. Um, it kind of cuts off pretty quickly but it, it's it's really interesting and it kind of fits in that like if you've ever been a big fan of something that everyone else is just like what the hell is that like um you know just a, a game that people don't know about it kind of kind of captures that feeling i mm. i still think the way it was marketed though was probably the most interesting thing about it sure. because like I, I don't know how they got that many people to just be like oh i found this game that doesn't exist yeah wow that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, I see. This is not a, a browser game, is it? It's like it's on Steam or. Uh, no, it, you can actually play it in your browser and it is yeah, yeah. 
free. So if you want to check it out, it's like on itch.io, I think. There's a lot of these great games coming out, browser games. Like there was one recently that was uh, kind of a political statement almost of uh, like fake news sites. It was like a fake news simulator and you had to manage all these accounts, you know, these like spam accounts and uh, these fake news sites that you created. And it was just, it was basically a matching type game wherein uh, if you created a site that was for red uh, policies or blue policies, if you had a red policy site, you had to find all of the red policies that you would match up articles that were based on red policies that you would copy and put onto your site. So it was all copyright infringed and it was just some of the best. Uh, it's actually almost a competent simulator in getting you to create fake news sites, which is uh, great for this <laughs> time because <laughs> yeah. who doesn't need more fake news sites out there? Um, but I mean, so many really interesting browser-based games coming out that like make these cool little statements on things. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to try that game out. Sounds pretty. There cool. are a lot of great ones. Um, the one that got me last year was uh, No Mario's Sky. Oh, which I think yes. They had, I think there was a takedown and they re-released it as oh, like for sure. No DMC Sky. Right, of course, yeah. No, they just I had have... Mario's face censored out. Yeah, yeah. No, I have that somewhere. And that's a, that was a great one because everyone was harping on about No Man's Sky. And they, you know, uh, Hello Games talk about how fantastic, how big it is. That was just always the market. And then... Yeah. Uh, Mario, no Mario Sky did essentially so many of the same things. It was just randomized and clearly doesn't require too much. I mean, to say it doesn't require too much work to make No Man's Sky is egregious, but I mean, it was just funny how similar the game played to No Man's Sky. Um, anyway, let's move on. Zach, what did you play this week? Uh, I've been playing slightly less than I have been usually. Uh, I only played three games this week. And uh, I think I talked to you about this game last time we talked, uh, but I finished the game Stories Untold, and if any, none of it, I'm assuming none of you have heard of it, but if you haven't, you should go check it out. It's really good, and it's not getting much exposure because it's it's a really small company, mm. but uh, it's like a cool little horror game with uh, typing, and it, it puts you at a desk so you're, uh, you don't walk around or anything. But it was just—it's a cool little game that you guys should check out. It takes about uh, two hours to to play through, I think. Sure. And there's puzzles and stuff. You have to like solve stuff. It's, it was—it's really cool. And well, then, uh, you get, you get yeah. Sorry. Up. Yeah. I mean, I was just gonna say you—you uh, you have a good track record with these uh, small indie. Uh, <laughs> non-indiscreet names, uh, games that are out on Steam or what have you, because last year's uh, surprise of the year for gaming trends, uh, best of 2016, was your uh, your submission, Pony Island, which uh, I played after you recommended, and it, that was a fantastic fucking game. So I would definitely say Stories Untold for me is this year's Pony Island. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> Perfect. Sold. Ten I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to check that one out then because uh, Pony Island was one of my favorite games of last year as well. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Zach, but, uh, what else do you play? I touched I touched like two hours of The Surge and it was good. I'm probably going to go back to it. I wasn't completely sold on it, but I, I liked the the change in combat and the pace for the style of game it is. I, I got a spear thing at one point and I was able to jump in and poke real quick. and It felt really nice compared to the slow rolls of 
like Soulsborne style games. Like the the speed you can ho- jump in and out, I really liked. But it, it's 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 a little uh, bland uh, environment wise. Oh okay, like, I've heard I've heard like really good things from them. They're the same guys as Lords of the Fallen. That was like yeah. a an uh, unapologetic Dark Souls clone, mm-hmm. right? Like in style and in systems and everything. I heard. But it's it's I'm 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 enjoying it. I'm just not completely sold on it as a uh, a great game yet. Okay. But I, I did like the the speed and combat. Our, and uh, uh, the last yeah. game I played was a uh, Super Rude Bear Resurrection. Jeez. <laughs> that is a pretty difficult game. Okay. It's a it's like a Metroidvania kind of style platformer. But uh, it's it's solely there to be difficult. You uh, it's it's like uh, Super Meat Boy. Okay. Where uh, you die, but well, unlike Super Meat Boy, you die and your body stays wherever you died. Mm. So you can use that to get past whatever killed you. Like there's spikes everywhere, and if you hit the spike, you can then jump on your body to avoid that particular spike. Oh, okay. Oh, we. Oui. But uh, I... so you you could have tons of bodies all around the whole field. Yeah. Uh, but at the end it shows you how many times you die and it just drops them on you and stuff and makes uh-huh. you feel really bad when you I die. Pl- like, <laughs> I played a very similar uh, uh, mobile game several years ago. It was something like You Must Die or so- some weird name like that. And it was essentially the same thing. You had to die to build walls or uh, you know, build uh, bridges out of your bodies, and your bodies weren't anything. It was just an abstract game, and you were just this cube, and you were platforming through two D mm-hmm. levels. So it sounds very similar. Uh, I almost wonder if it's uh, like same developer, or if I'm misremembering the name, and mm-hmm. I actually played this game at some point. But <laughs> I mean, that's that's a cool concept for sure. Yeah, I went into it. I'd seen some gameplay, and I was like, oh, this is this is easy. I don't know what everyone's talking about. Like, I don't know why these guys are dying. And then I died like 20 times in the first like 15 feet of the game. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, never mind. I suck. No. <laughs> I think uh, I remember uh, when we got the review copy, I don't remember who reviewed it, but uh, Alicia said that if somebody could beat the game without dying once, they got $1,000. I don't think wow. that's happen. But... That's interesting. <laughs> somebody <laughs> probably hacked it and did it already. But... Sure. Well, uh, regarding Surge, we gotta get you, and I think Travis has wrote up the review. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. That yeah. We got right. we gotta get you to uh, to do a little square off on what you guys feel of the game. Uh, but before that, let's hear from my co-host Mike Pierce. What did you spend your time playing this week? Mm-hmm. Well, I finished up Hitman. Finally. All right. Um, company. What'd you say? <laughs> Don't oh. worry about it. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm playing World of Warships. It's my it's my morning ritual with my coffee. All right. Um, That's that free to play game that you are fully addicted to. I feel. I am kind of yeah. There it is. And I'm into uh, Orcs Must Die Unchained as well. I like that quite a lot. Um, mm. Hunter and I play that. It seems like at least once a week. Um, played some more Wildlands. Finally unlocked the alternate ending. That is a surprisingly long game. Um, yeah, really fucking long game to at least to to do to do like full completion. 
I mean, when I was playing it with you and Zach and uh, Ron, first thing I noticed, first of all, I was fresh off of playing Zelda, which has this really liberating factor of no map icons. And uh, so jumping into Ghost Recon, which is fucking icons everywhere. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. antithesis to that. It's just like, I'm not shocked at all that it took you forever because all those icons are beckoning you to 100% this bitch. And it's just. It's impossible. So, well, not impossible, obviously. Isn't there you got a new there. expansion out already too? And like, yeah, there's days? another. There's another one coming out. Yeah, on top of Narco Road. Narco Road soon. was cool. Narco Road was, was actually a funny pretty cool. little expansion. I liked. I liked that. Uh, except I didn't like that. It, it was. It was weird how you were playing a new character, and yet all of your skills from your previous character applied to your new. Yeah, character. Yeah, that is weird. Which was really fucking weird. Like. Hey, here's this brand new dude that just dropped into Bolivia. Oh, but he's level 28 or whatever. You're like, okay, I, I don't know how this is working, but fine. Um, so that was a little weird, but um, yeah. Anyway, that, I think I haven't really played much this week. That's about it. I I guess actually I would like to uh, ask you guys what should I play this week? And don't fucking say Overwatch. <laughs> and Mike, don't say on. anything Do and it. don't say anything Japanese. All right, Mike, what game really great game came out of uh it's actually a US game. You'll be appreciative. It's a shooter too. So it's a game called Overwatch and you should really <laughs> consider playing this game. No, what you actually should consider playing. Uh if you're into uh, well, you've already tried this game, Mike, but I strongly suggest you give Player Unknown's Battlegrounds another try. Mm-hmm. I, so, I'm yeah, playing Prey. I'm playing Prey right now. Love that game. Love and hate that game. It's a little thing. Uh, talked about it with Jay, obviously, and uh, I actually am playing a lot on my Switch, uh, Binding of Isaac. But my multiplayer experience right now, besides Hearthstone, which I play in perpetuity, uh, is player. A player unknowns battlegrounds i play that with my friends now that's crew i have uh it's in way back right in now, the right? day yeah, it is an uh, early access early game yeah. and it's got actually surprisingly a ton of support not surprising because it is a very popular game right now yeah. but so many there's so many quality of life uh features in that game that are just beyond me i could i never would have guessed with the way the game looks and the way the game runs sometimes that would have so many great features but um so there's it's the the only game out there that's doing what it's doing and it's great and it's a ton of fun i'm playing it a lot mike you could play with me what else would sell you on this game i mean Uh come on now have you won yet i have won i won only the past uh i think not last night the night before i won i have a record of it it's on my account i have a picture screenshot that my friend took courteously i won i am the best at video games obviously (laughs) because you have to be crazy good but no it's uh it's actually it's funny how you can win and not really do too much oh yeah uh three kills yeah yeah i got to number two yeah just hid by a tree the whole game yeah, it happens. Yeah, that's for what, sure. Yeah, I I did that in um, the hell is that other game that was similar, similar to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? I think it's still in early access. I'm no such thing. There's the no such thing. The calling. Uh, yeah, yeah calling. Yeah, yeah, I got to. I did the same thing. I hid like in some bush or something like that for an hour, probably. And then every time the map would get smaller, I'd like get up and look frantically around and make sure there was no one there and run to another set of bushes and lay down. And then 
I is got it really the doing the same thing like this battle royale system kind of yeah. but it, it's not in like the same environment i think like, it's a very oh, okay. different environment yeah, yeah it's more um you always compare player unknowns uh battlegrounds to hunger games but the culling feels way more like the hunger games than okay, player sure. unknowns battlegrounds does yeah. like you've got hunger games here Player unknown battlegrounds over here, and you've got the culling like right fucking here, right next to it. It's very similar. Okay. Like you can even look up in the sky, and because you're supposed to be kind of in the Hunger Games where you're in that like enclosed arena where they like project things onto it, it's the same in the culling. You sure, look sure. upwards and you can see the scoreboard like in the sky above you and all this other goofy yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It feels very much like the Hunger Games. Okay. I mean, a funny I, thing. Oh, I, sure. Sorry, Zach. No, you can go first. I was just going to say the only reason why I throw the Hunger Games slash Battle Royale. I like to say Battle Royale because I assume it makes me sound cooler because I know about that movie. <laughs> but uh, I, but the sound only like reason I make that comparison, yeah, yeah, thematically, uh, the the game, play, uh, Battlegrounds, that is, isn't really interesting at all. In fact, it's one of the dullest uh, themes, unless you're a gun nut or anything like that. Uh, but it's uh, it's moreover just the system, just the the format of you're in this large space. Your goal is to kill people. Uh, people will die, and uh, they don't come back. And then the map encloses slowly. That's the only similarity I would give it to. But sorry, right. Zach. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, that, I was gonna say uh, a thing I heard, and I can't corroborate this, but I mean, I I, I completely believe where they're coming from. Is I I played the game. Uh, on ultra graphics, like as high as it can go, right? Sure. So, like, I hide in bushes and stuff and crawl around. I've heard that people play it on really low settings because yeah. it removes oh. the textures of the grass and you can yeah. see <laughs> me crawling. And I'm like, oh, I'm hidden. No one can see me. And they're like watching me just. They're just like chilling there. <laughs> watching you slithering around in the grass. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. That, I was a, told that. I was told that pro tip. a lot yeah. of competitive. I was going to say, yeah, that's not a, that's not an uncommon tactic. I've, like I've heard that quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cheesy. People are really desperate to win if, mm-hmm. if they're going to those lengths I mean, to do that. What are we doing shit. here? Unless we're trying to win Mike, right? Certainly not to have fun. What What's the point of that? That doesn't get you to win. Play a video game to have. I, I will say, yeah, I've played with a couple of people, especially uh, some old friends who I met up on PC because everyone's playing this game. Uh, and just it is sometimes silly how uh, some people when it, when a game is super popular you run into some of the saltiest of salties so uh, it it can get grim but I mean I just ignore it there you go the prime example but um I mean it's a great game definitely should consider it it's a really fun game with friends uh, and and I want it so obviously it's I know the what best. I'm talking about yeah I'm it's the best now Joey's. <laughs> Battlegrounds. Yeah. How many? <laughs> how many games do you no estimate that you've played, um, without winning? It sounds like you've won once. I've won so once, and I've played you, several how games. Many times oh, have I, you lost? I couldn't tell you, but I mean, honestly, like it, the reason why I won was because I was with a squad, and we did pretty okay. Uh, we landed in an area that was not very. Uh, it, we didn't have a lot of people around. We kept running for the circle because we were at one of the like sometimes the circle and closings like you could have say the top left uh, the circle could keep closing towards the top left so the top right. left side of yeah, that circle will stay it, yeah. 
will stay stationary. Like that area will always be focused on. Whereas we were on the bottom right where we had to keep trekking the longest route to catch up to the circle. And every time we caught up with it, it would close and we had another, you know, uh, click to run. So it is, uh, we ended up having to run most of the game. When we finally got to the field that it was enclosed in, we just, uh, we were a team. We had good resources. Uh, I left one of my friends to die. He told me to run without me because the circle was closing on us. Pretty epic moment. And then, you know, I just hid by a rock while this one guy was coming towards me. It was two people. And I had two people commentating for me because they can spectate your team when they're dead. So it just made it a lot easier when I had two people looking at my screen, just a, another set of eyes looking at the same screen I had and ah, just so being able to tell me what's cheated. going on. No, because, um, it's yes, well, sure. Yes, absolutely. But I mean, they couldn't look around. <laughs> they couldn't change the camera angle from what I was looking at. From the opponent's they are watching from the same viewpoint I am, but I mean, it's two other sets of eyes. So of course I'm going to have the upper hand unless the other guy has the same thing. Cause often the teams right. are the crews that end the game. Uh, people who are playing with a squad. Look, it's a great game. Uh, I'll, I'll only keep saying that it's a, I said last time, it's a very good, bad game. It's better than I thought. Like the support for it is fantastic. The, uh, features that are in it already are great. Once you learn them, um, it's a, it's a very cool game, and you should consider getting it. You should also consider buying fucking Overwatch because it's one of the best games ever. So it's there you so go. good. <laughs> it's pretty good. But I'll leave the show with that, <laughs> hoping that uh, you will all write in to Mike Pierce to convince him to play Overwatch. You can write in to Mike Pierce or follow all of his random ramblings on Twitter at Grumpy Gamer with two R's. Uh, and we have a bunch of other people here that I want to uh, pitch to you all. Zach, where can we find all your content on Twitter or what have you? You can find me at ZBFabes on Twitter. All right. And uh, Christian, where can we find you? You can find me at LockerKid on Twitter. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm going to start that again. I just want to do uh, plugs. I'm sorry. Uh I'm going to start the, the pitching again. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Mike at Grumpy Gamer. That's Grumpy Gamer with two R's. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to pitch to our listeners? Uh, just check out our Let's Play series on YouTube, which is uh, our channel is Gaming Trend Vids. All right. And uh, Zach Faber, where can we find you on the Internet? Do you have anything to pitch for us? Uh, you can find me at ZBFabes on Twitter. And uh, I'm going to pitch everything you guys are making this week. All right. Well, so Mr. Magnanimous up here. Excellent. <laughs> Way to go, Zach. All right. Christian, where can find you on Twitter? Uh, what would you like to plug for our listeners? You can find me at LockerKid uh, on Twitter. And you can see my, uh, my review of episode five of uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead season three, A New Frontier. Long ass title. Uh, when that comes out <laughs> sure sounds good noah mcguire where can we find you what have you been working on uh you can't find me quite yet if you're hoping for a twitter following good lord uh, man still... i gave you this homework weeks ago <laughs> i know this. i know well i've had actual homework in that time yeah. so but you did write us a review recently i wrote us i wrote you two reviews um oh, i man. did and i will um I won't necessarily plug my own reviews. You can read that if you want to read about a game that's been out for seven years now. 
if that's your cup of tea. Uh, I will I will plug the reviews that are just going to be coming out throughout the week because, like you said, we just had the prayer review come out, which I feel like that's there's probably you guys had a lot to talk about. I'm sure you did. Um, I'll just plug. Uh, yeah, I'll plug whatever reviews are coming out in general. Just go okay. Read well, those I because will, people have good opinions. I will go ahead and plug for Noah his review of Minecraft: The Switch Edition. Uh, and you can of course find all of our content, uh, whether it be written by these fine people or other editors at Gaming Trend at GamingTrend.com. You can follow my random ramblings and posts on Twitter at Joey Dagabonus. That's Dag Obonuts, Bagabonus with the D and B switched, and you. You can get in touch with Mike and I for any concerns or questions or pitches, what have you, uh, about the show by emailing us at the email address gamingtrendpodcast uh, at gamingtrend.com. And of course, come back and listen to our show every week. We air every single Monday and with all the latest video game news and banter. And uh, you can come and listen to us talk about TV shows and stuff as well sometimes. So please come back. Gentlemen, thank you all so much for joining us this week. Blah, blah, blah. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, bye. 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 Bye.